This may not be what the creators intended, but like, it can't be an accident that this is in there. Look, I remember it fondly because it had dinosaurs, <laughs> but I remember it unfondly for every other reason. The Black Donnelly's is pure gold, and you guys are wrong. Joey Ice Cream uh, for president. I'm just saying that Selfie belongs in the Criterion Collection. Is it working? Uh, <laughs> no, never, never has anything worked for me in my life, Ronnie. <laughs> Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host. I'm Andy. I have a little tiny crack somewhere in me also, and I'm Evan. It's your butt. (laughs) (laughs) That's not fair, because that one I wasn't anticipating. It it is still ridiculous that the word butt, just on command, makes me crack up so hard. Uh, And I am Ronnie. If you can tell by those introductions... Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We're currently covering Amazon's Danger and Eggs. But before we get into that, I have a bit for us. Can't wait for the bit. Excited what's, for this bit. Ready to receive it into my heart. What's, 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 what's this bit? I thought we could have some egg discourse. Uh, what's your favorite way to eat eggs? Mm. Oh, that feels insensitive given the subject matter of the show. But uh, I'd eat the shit out of Philip. Mm. I love mm. eggs. Eggs are tasty. Yeah, we do have chicken, so we eat a lot of eggs. We in eat a household. lot of eggs. That'd be a big omelet. Mm-hmm. Mm. Unless, unless Philip got that little face, maybe inside, just little yolk. I don't know. Actually, now I feel bad. Philip is a friend. I don't know if I could eat Philip. I would be yeah, very you, conflicted. You were real hard about that not ten yeah. seconds ago. I've thought about it more. He's got that little sad <laughs> face. He's so cute. I don't believe in eating friends. I've Maybe. pondered a lot over this past 15 <laughs> seconds, and, and my opinions have changed. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I could eat Philip. Uh, I'd eat the pigeon lady, though. Who's going first? Jesus! The pigeon lady? Yeah, there's a lady who feeds the pigeons. Ronnie wants oh, to eat a human the, being. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I'll eat, I'll eat uh, Monty P. money bags, because, you know, eat yeah, the rich. Yeah, eat the rich. Uh-huh. Does Philip have a lot of money? Then I wouldn't feel as bad. Anyway, I don't know. no. How do you guys like your eggs? How do I like my eggs, or what's my favorite dish that includes eggs? Well, well, eggs go in so many things. So if your answer is like cake, then like that doesn't count. I mean, I do love cake. I know you do, and eggs go in cake, so that doesn't count. But like, yeah, what is your favorite like egg 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 dish that actually has eggs? I agree with Evan's premise, though, because like if I'm going to a restaurant and they're like, they're like, how do you like your eggs? I'm going to say over easy. I'm going to say answer. over easy. Yes. Get a little get a little uh, piece of rye toast. Dip that corner. Dip, 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 dip. Sop it all up. Yum, yum, yum. If I'm at home, though, if I'm at home, I get a get get a pan hot with olive oil mm. and I crack an egg in there mm-hmm. and just let it let it go sunny side up. Get a big old spoon. And I just splash, baste the egg in the in the hot olive oil. Wait till the white kind of gets those bubbles on top. Mm-hmm. Yolk stays nice and nice and nice and loose, and it gets a little bit of those craggly brown edges, those mm. lacy edges. That is how I prefer my eggs. But what am I going to do? Go to a diner and be like, you got to get a pan hot with olive oil. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I understand. Uh-huh. What about you, Evan? Um, so again, it depends on how you define a, an, an egg dish because, um, if custard is an egg dish, then I, I fucking love custard. I love custard very much. We talking like, like ice cream here or just like custard, egg custard. No one knows what that is. Cust, got, you don't know what I, custard, knows to, what custard, custard to is. me is, is, is basically soft serve ice cream. I agree with Ronnie. Custard is, uh, isn't, it's made out of eggs. It's, it's, uh, it's a, usually a sweet dessert that's made out of eggs. Um, isn't he a, a, a villain in Clue? That's Colonel <laughs> Mustard. Oh, okay. I, I can't believe you guys don't know what egg custard is. Like, I just think custard. I know nope. what it is, but I just would not refer to it as custard. Okay. Are you talking like custard and fish fingers custard? Uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Andy, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's a that's a Doctor Who reference. Yeah. I always look at the custard that he eats with the fish fingers, and I'm like, I'm like that's, that's not custard. That's not oh. custard. That doesn't no, that, that, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even allow that in Aritas. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah, talking yeah. about I mean like frozen custard is also good, but I think that is different. I think that is Maybe has some egg in it, but how do you like your eggs? I uh, think the pe- the people can can let me know, can let us know. But I think what you are referring to, Evan, I would call a creme anglaise, um, which is okay. like, <laughs> which is like a it's it is an egg dish, not not even a dish, but it's it's like a creamy base that you would use to make ice cream or gelato or something like that. Um, but I guess you could also just eat it with a spoon like well, you, you do. Usually, you, you absolute madman. You usually eat it in a little tart or something, you know, like mm. it has, you usually eat it like, at, like a, uh, you know, about a three quarters of an inch layer of it in like a little like pie crust or, uh, like, you know, with some toppings on it, you know? So would it, would it be like what you would get in a creme brulee? I've never had creme brulee. Mm, it seems this like is we need all to of get us together in circles. I'm very stressed. <laughs> this is a terrible episode. I don't know what oh. creme brulee is made out. But anyway, uh, so if custard's off the table, I guess I'm going to say uh, I like quiche as an egg dish. We just had quiche for mm. dinner. It's extremely good. I love a quiche. And um, if, if we're just talking about eggs, unadulterated eggs, then over easy is the correct answer. Over easy is the right way to eat an egg. And then, like you said, Ron, get some toast. Get some dippies. Get some toast in there. Eat the whites, and then you, you pile up the, the yolk-soaked whites on top, and it's like a little little open-faced egg sandwich. How about you, Andy? Uh, my favorite egg dish is something that both my, my mother and father were very good at making, uh, and I learned how to make it from them. Uh, it's called a ditch ditch. And it's basically just like a traditional bagel egg sandwich. Uh, we would typically use like pork roll, and mm. because my house was uh, very very boring, uh, like American cheese, mm. and um, the egg would be like very runny, and so then you would dip it back up with the the rest of the bagel sandwich as you ate it. Um. 
I always asked, why is it called a ditch ditch? And my mom would be like, because you, you slop it up with the bagel. And I'm like, that's not called ditching, though. Like, that's at best called dipping. Dip dip. Dip dip, yeah. But we, we called it a ditch ditch. And uh, it is probably the best thing I have carried with me that I've learned from my parents. Uh, Sounds I, good. I make a damn good uh, pork roll, egg and cheese sandwich. Uh, I use like so, wilder bagels now, though, and I use like wilder cheeses, and like I get real like wet and wild when I make it. Mm, probably put some arugula on that. That'd probably be real good. Oh, I got really good bagels the other day, and I made a couple of them, and I took pictures. I'll send you the pictures, Ronnie. Ooh, they look pictures. dope. Yeah. Is this I've, is this like uh, a egg that you just like pour into like a pan, the shape of the bagel, or is this like a f- a, a thin egg that you fold up into the so bag. so what i do now is i i take two eggs and i try and uh like marry them together into one egg with two yolks mm, and then uh i try and get it to like roughly conform to the bagel shape sure interesting interesting and then uh, i break both yolks on the first bite nice and and it just gets it gets nuts uh, but like I'll throw hot sauce on there. Um, I put a uh, olive cream cheese on one and it was really good. Uh, yeah. And I love pork roll. So any excuse to eat pork roll. I had to Google custard because you all made me doubt the existence of a thing that we, I like. We did not try and gaslight you. <laughs> you think the custard wasn't real. I, I, I just have never. Yeah. I, I, when you say a custard tart, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. I get that. Okay. But. Yeah, custard is the stuff inside eclairs, and it's the stuff oh, in Boston cream pie. Eclair. And it's the That's stuff. not an egg dish. That is, it's made out of eggs. I said if it's made I, out of eggs, it doesn't count. It's got to have egg in it. It is Andy, Andy, thoughts but, on Boston cream? I'm not huge on it, but Evan likes it, so I it's important to me. Boston cream. I like um, it. Thank you, Ronnie. Boston cream pie, I mean, it's a cake, but... Boston cream pie is my favorite variety. I said of like cake, how cake or pie. I said like how eggs go in cake. You can't say cake because it has no. Eggs. I'm talking about the custard specifically, which is primarily eggs, as far as I know. It doesn't like, a, have an egg in it though. Like like a gonna, breakfast burger would count because it's got an egg patty. <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna come down there. We're gonna just make egg stuff. Non-stop. We have so many eggs. We have we have very I, productive lesbian chickens. We're, we're gonna, gonna make do custard. Gonna make custard and ditch ditches and creme anglaise and uh, creme brulee, and it is it'll be wonderful. It'll be excellent. I was interrupted. Um, I have to say how I like my eggs. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I typically do sunny side up, but over easy is also acceptable, and I like to cover them in like pepper and hot sauce and uh i like to get them on top of my tatoes and then mm. and then puncture the 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 golden orb so that it gets everything wet yeah. and then i've been saying like the word wet a lot in my egg description mm-hmm. but uh yeah that's how Eggs i like it wet i like them wet i They're like creepy and wet i like to get the yellow stuff on everything else and then shovel it into my mouth it is a weird thing that we do as yeah. people that like eggs have become such a staple of like, uh, you know, people who eat eggs as diet as a, <laughs> as a Philadelphia, an, they're an extremely efficient food uh-huh. as a Philadelphian. I've always wanted to drink eggs like Rocky, but I'm a coward. 
Uh, but you that. have you have chickens. You have the safest still, eggs to I'm do too, with. I'm too scared. I'm too when scared. When we come down, when we do our egg fest that's totally ended up on Patreon, I will do it with you uh, because I know that's all you need. Yeah, yeah. That's the sort of encouragement I need to drink eggs like my hero, Rocky. <laughs> oh, stay tuned. Stay tuned, fans. Let's talk about this show. Let's talk about this show. We watched uh, uh, two episodes. No, three episodes. Three. Of it. Mm-hmm, so six, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, Evan, Evan, would you, would, you, would you care to tell us about it? Yeah, I guess. I got to tell you, I have no idea what was going on in Dog Park in the first the first one. Sure. They, there were like they there were dogs in the park and the dogs were perceiving time differently. And so they thought it, that time was as, passing differently. If I and, may. OK. As uh, Connor from Cerebro is is want to say we're too gay to understand time travel yeah i don't understand what's <laughs> happening in dog park like this episode this episode was incomprehensible to me so like it, the, it was it was a fair it was like less time travel and more like calvinism was like there was alternate dimension um like the dogs were philip and Dee Dee. And they were experiencing time at a different rate. Yeah. And so beach go old. Beach make you old. The the, the beach that makes you old, colon, danger and eggs. Uh, They they had a moment where they all coalesced in time. Um, They hit they achieved synchronicity, as they said. And then from that point forward, they were watching the dogs play out Dee Dee and Philip's future because they had they had passed the point because they were moving faster. So it was it was fairly a fairly interesting concept. I don't know how how super well executed, but also they only had like I, 11 minutes to do so. I so. could like I could not understand. Like I couldn't understand what they were like trying to communicate. I didn't understand what the point of this episode was. And also I was I'm just sure like, there's a film. I'm sure there's a film where this is like a thing and people are going to be like, "You've never seen uh, uh Custard's Last Time Warp or something." Uh, but I mean, yeah. it sounded like there was some like there was something to do with Benjamin Button happening there, but it wasn't because like they were yeah. like they're in the sense that like they crossed each other's timelines at what like they they were in sync for like a period of time and then went in opposite like I don't know anyway the same yeah. wet direction just different pace different speeds yeah so had potential but. The dogs were perceiving time at one seventh human time because, like, dog years are a seventh of human. Anyway, too gay to understand it. time travel. Don't worry on. about it. Don't worry about it. Moving <laughs> on. Oh, you used the other catchphrase. Hmm? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Episode nine, part two, is called Trading Post. Uh. Philip and Dee Dee go to this goblin market of uh like it's like a secret child black market where they can get stuff they can get child things their their hearts most uh most profound desires and to get a thing that she wanted uh Didi traded a secret about Philip to someone and the secret is that he has a little crack on his head and that's why he's afraid of everything because he got cracked when he was a, a little t- tiny a smaller egg that's eggs don't I don't bigger. think that's how but eggs work. That's that. Well, that's what she says. She says he got a crack on his head when he was small, and 
Now he's afraid of everything. So she trades this secret to a, a secret monger. And uh, Philip is uh, sad and uncomfortable about it. So he sort of like reca- reclaims control of the situation by voluntarily sharing his secret and therefore devaluing it to the secret monger and all of the people who are spreading it around. Episode 10, part one, is called Checkmates, where uh, Dee Dee is bored with chess and she wants to make a super extreme, hardcore, better chess with no rules. And so um, she creates a horrible chaos game in the park and uh, the, uh, the, they were in danger for a minute, but then everything is fine. Uh, the little, who's that, that lad? From a prior episode, who was like Philip's rival in safety yeah. protocols? Um, I forget his um, name. Squ- squirrely rules following kid. Is it Sheriff Luke? That sounds as reasonable as anything else. I think that's who it was. I think that's. I think. I think that's what his name was. Uh, anyway. Uh, they became friends with him through this. They were rivals before, but now they're friends because he was worried about them being hurt, but they were fine. And he had to reveal that he cared about them. Um, uh, episode 10, part two is called pirate gorgeous. And, uh, there's, uh, this girl who's putting on a play and, uh, Philip and Dee Dee, uh, join up to participate in her play and she's really controlling about how she wants the play to go. And also, uh, Philip is self-conscious about being an egg throughout the play because he doesn't like that. Whenever he wears a costume, people still perceive him as an egg. So they convince the girl who's running the play to be less controlling about the play so that everyone can have fun. And also it feels organic to the audience and uh, Philip gets to have more control over his character and uh, they all have a better time. Uh, episode 11, part one is called Chill Twins, and the main plot is that, uh, uh, this businessman wants to build a parking lot where this old house is in the park, and Dee Dee and Philip like the house, and, um, they have to convince everyone to care about the house and protest against its destruction so that it doesn't get, uh, uh, bulldozed and the the plot of this one they turn right to the camera and say it uh like politics affect your daily life and it's okay to care about them so that's what that's where the chill twins of indeterminate gender come into this the twins were too chill and didn't care about anything and they had to convince them to care to help them uh prevent this bad thing from happening episode 11 part two uh Dee Dee ha- is having nightmares and Philip is trying to help her uh, purge herself of the nightmares by instead of um, instead of like trying he do- they do the opposite of what they normally do in shows where like they-, they try to convince the person while they're sleeping that the dream is just just a dream. He He recreates a dream scenario in real life. And so that he can control the dream scenario in real life and like make it not scary. Uh, so that, like he can help Dee Dee through this, this dream scenario that he's invented. And it involves uh, butterflies, which I guess Philip is afraid of. 
So they have to like go into one of those, not a, what the, what are those things where butterflies live? Not a vivarium, but the, I was just in one this weekend and it was an, an atrium butterfly. I don't know. This doesn't sound right, but you know, a glass thing where they keep butterflies, you know, a big habitat for butterflies. So they have to play out the dream scenario in there to cure Didi of her nightmares. And Philip has to deal with being afraid of butterflies. And that's it. I, I had trouble paying attention to these episodes and I had trouble paying attention just now because as soon as you said Sheriff Luke, all I could think of was Mark Hamill in a cowboy hat. Um, <laughs> so I think I have to ask it. Uh, Andy. Yeah, Ronnie. These three episodes of Amazon Prime's Danger and Eggs, did they work for you? Uh, bit of a mixed bag for me this week, but they were fine. Very good, very good. Hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These three episodes of Amazon Prime's Danger and Eggs, did they work for you? I honestly don't have strong opinions about them. I thought there were some good bits in here, uh, and I thought there were some bits that didn't work for me. But, um, yeah, I still kind of maintain that, like, this show is just not for me. Uh, I don't think I'm the target audience for this. So... I'm I'm kind of uh you know struggling to have feelings about it. Mhm. Hey Ronnie. Hey. Yeah. Hey yeah. Ronnie. Hey yeah. Did these numerous episodes mm. of danger exclamation point <gasps> at your eggs work for you <laughs> oh my gosh I was trying to do a panic at the disco thing oh, sure. no. like I said danger and you went exclamation point and I was like oh we're doing a danger at the egg restaurant uh, I love danger at the eggs I am very into this new band danger at the eggs um I think so. I'm with y'all. It, it, uh, nothing really like super grabbed me here. Like I said, there was potential in that that first episode. And there were a lot of, again, a lot of things where, like if I sat and could really like parse it and like digest it, there's probably like a lot of nuance that I might be like missing. But, but I think partially because of me. And my inability to do that right now, but also partially because like as soon as you like settle into like thinking about an episode, it's like wham, bam, whiplash, new story that's also wild and and maybe nuancy. Um, I just don't I don't have the the capacity to parse through it. There's certainly something about being perceived as your, you know, as an egg, uh, even when you attempt to uh, disguise yourself as something else. That there's something there. Oh, I can't figure it out. Um, but let's talk about what worked for us about these three episodes. I particularly loved two of the stories. Uh-huh. I really loved the chess episode. Yeah. I thought it was really fun. Uh, I love board games. I, I happen to also love chess, which is uh, a board game. It's a character and flaw of yours. 
It is. And I love making up games for my friends. And I love trying to find like the right game to play with the right group of people who are there, you know? Uh, so like this, this episode was just very fun for me. And, uh, I loved how like the, the reality chess was like really like DD's like creation, but Philip was like really tickled by the whole thing and like still like using his chess strategies. It was just very cute and it was very fun. Mm -hmm. And we got to see a lot of, uh, previous characters come back, which is always a good time. Um, and then I loved the pirate episode cause I love pirates and, uh, I understood Phillips, uh, desire to want to like be femme or be this or be that, but being worried about like still being perceived as, uh, being an egg and being called like the egg version of it instead yeah. of like, no, I don't want to be an egg mermaid. Like I'm, I just want to be a mermaid and I don't want to like be an egg time traveler. I just want to be a time traveler and I don't want to be an egg. This, I, I just want to be, you know, I just want to be the thing. And like as a cosplayer and as a gender queer cosplayer mm. and as a gender queer cosplayer who is extremely masculine and there's really nothing I can do about that. I felt seen by Philip the egg. Yeah. That episode was clearly about like, I'm I'm not the boy uh Moana. I'm just Moana. You know you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. that like I think most kids have felt that when they're like sort of if if you're into a character that is not the same gender as you and you wanna dress as that character for Halloween, boy, will people say like, Oh, isn't it cute? You're the girl Aladdin or whatever. And it's like, no, I'm just Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, felt felt very seen by Philip. Um, I like, I fucking loved how supportive all of his little like actor friends were. Yeah, and shit. Like that was really cute. And, um, yeah, it was just really good. Like it just really it it really hit for me. It was it was a very good episode. Um, and I think because I particularly loved those two episodes, the, the rest of them that we watched in this sitting, like couldn't compete. And I was just like still thinking about those two episodes and my thoughts and feelings about them rather than like engaging with the next episodes that like came up. Uh, so that isn't necessarily the show's fault, but, uh, yeah, really, really loved those two. Um, I really liked the, the, the goblin market. Oh the, yeah. That was another really the, fucking good the, one. The, the child, um, the, the child underground black market for weird child things like lint and cheese sandwiches. Felt like Hellboy 2 down it, there. It did. That's probably why I liked it so much is because yeah. that scene in Hellboy 2 is like my favorite, you know, 10 minutes of cinema in kind of anything ever probably maybe which i can't you know the rest of the movie is not necessarily my favorite movie i do like that movie but like 
Yeah, it reminded me of that. It also, like, there were just funny moments. I liked this, like, trading in secrets thing that they did. Oh, yeah. I was literally devastated when Philip is walking away, and he's like, I want my secret back. And it's like, you can't have it back. You can't have your secret back. Mm -hmm. And sad music is playing, and he, like, oh, whenever Philip makes a facial expression, I love Mm -hmm. it. That was the one. that, That was... And I don't know if this is a positive or a negative because there is like a, a true redemption there. That is the one time this series where I've been like, "Ooh, Dee Dee, you're kind of a villain here. You're kind oh. of really like, you know, even though I, I guess because Dee Dee was giving away the secret to get the discs that the flying disc that she thought Philip wanted. But like it was just like she gave it away so easily and just like Philip was immediately devastated. I did like, though, that Dee Dee recognizes that she made a mistake. She owns it. She says, I went too far. I got too excited. You deserve a better friend than me. And, like, in the context of the episode, the whole, like, trading herself to get Philip a better friend uh, in a different show would feel, like, manipulative. Mm -hmm. But, like, she recognizes that it's, like, Philip's job to decide to forgive her or not. Mm-hmm. And she's not going to, like, force that. She, like, steps back and lets Philip, like, have this new friend now. And, I, like, I thought she owned it appropriately. Good episode. I forgot that there was a third one that I really also enjoyed. <laughs> if you like that, like, I mean, of course, like, the Hellboy and stuff like that. Um, but it reminded me a lot of, I don't know if y'all have watched the animated series Infinity Train. Um, no, I, I don't think I've ever heard of this. It's four seasons. The episodes are very short. Um, it is amazing. Um, mm. It is it is w- one of my favorite animated shows ever. Hilarious. Very scary at times. Very, very deep and emotional. Um, just just a tremendous, tremendous show. Uh, that is worth checking out. And there are definitely big, big vibes, uh, I think, around season two or three that uh, play into that uh, trading post episode. I love a a theater episode, love getting into the to the weeds of the, um, the 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 great art that is theater. Um, I love that the villain in this episode is like the playwright who's like not a bad person and not like even that like mean or, or nasty. It's just like very adherent to a script that she won an award for as like a very young person having won it. And so like the vibes of this is my one accomplishment as a young person. And so I'm just like going to ride this out forever. I very much connected with of just like, no, this is my thing. Like, I, I, I won a, an award. People know that I'm good at this. I know that I'm good at this because they've awarded me such. And so, like, it's not that, like, I think I'm great at this. It's just, like, I don't know that if I'm great at anything else. So I'm just going to, like, really, really be aggressively uh, insistent upon these small things because I'm going to just base my entire personality on it. Um, loved that. Was very big. Big fan of that. Um, and even the subversion at the end where she kind of like understands Philip's plight and understands what Philip's friends did for for Philip. And, and that Dee, Dee is like 
has some validity in in their directorial choices um you know was able to to be a little bit more flexible and lenient which that's that's theater baby that's improvisation and i love it yeah it was fun times um, I liked the message of Chill Twins, you know, the <laughs> thing where they literally turned to the camera and were like, politics impact your everyday life. You should get involved in things that you care about because they matter. Um, I don't know that, like, it was the, like, this thing with the old house getting knocked down was necessarily, like, the best example of that, maybe, because yeah. I, I didn't care about the old house. I, I didn't, like, connect with the struggle they were having there, but I do like what they were going for. I like dogs. Dogs are I great. I do like dogs. Dogs are good. I don't have a dog at the moment. But, I don't either. Uh, yeah. But dogs are good. Anything, uh, anything else? I think I we want, should. Go ahead. I want you to make me a paper mache tower, Ronnie, so that we can play chess in it. Huh. I don't like chess. I know oh, we are going. I know we are going to play chess because I have to. I have to lose to you, um, and I also don't know how to do paper mache. No, I think maybe I do. I can make a wheat glue. I can make a wheat glue like the best of them. I um, liked whatever Dee Dee called the horse. I don't remember, but she she referred to it as a very funny thing, and it yeah. made me smile. Anything didn't work for us about these three episodes outside of just like time travel and also uh low stakes uh public civic engagement um i think the the other three stories just didn't grab me as much like yep. like i mentioned i really liked those three i liked the pirates i liked the the board game and i liked the uh the goblin town market which uh, legitimately made me sad, which mm-hmm. is impressive for a show as silly as this to do. Uh, but the other three stories, uh, I don't think they were bad. There was nothing that I could like point to as disliking, but uh, I was really jazzed about those other three and just kind of meh on the the, the, the following ones. Mm-hmm. I do, I do. I mean, I guess that there was a mandate to do two stories per episode but i really feel like these like some of these concepts would have been better served by a longer episode with some breathing room in it because they all feel like they come at you so fast and you don't have time to like process the information like you don't have time to process like what you're supposed to be getting out of this episode and then it's over immediately so I don't know. I mean, some of them I don't think have enough meat to be 22 minutes or whatever, but certainly maybe we could have, you know, maybe we could have gotten rid of some of the, like, less interesting concepts and made this show, uh, you know, longer episodes. It definitely, I mean, I don't know if this was like a choice made by the network or if this was a stylistic choice. It certainly, of course, harkens back to like a, you know, 80s and 90s form of um, animation TV where you would have these little 11 minute episodes within your 22 minute uh, larger uh, TV block. 
Um, but I wonder, I, I, this would be a great thing to talk to somebody in animation about. I wonder why they used to do that other than the fact that just like, I guess you just needed to fill that time and animation was hard, is hard. And so you just do smaller bits. I don't know. I'd be interested to learn more about why they used to do that. I would think it'd be easier because like anime, for example, is made on a really tight budget, you know, anime, Mm -hmm. uh, tend, I mean, I guess no, no statement is universally true, but anime tends to be made on a pretty tight budget. And so they do things just like have less complicated backgrounds Mm -hmm. or they, uh, you know, do kind of like surreal sequences where they like do the characters like in, in chibi style for a little bit to mm-hmm. like fill some, some space to, you know, cause it's just simpler to draw. Um, this, the show is like noisy. It's like visually noisy. It's got yeah. a lot going on. It's got a lot of action happening. Like I, I don't think, I mean, There's I don't not know all- enough about animation. I don't think that was a motivating factor in this case. Yeah, I, I, and certainly not in this case. My 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 question is more for like old school animation. Uh, but yeah, to your point, like it is it is difficult to reuse assets in this show because mm-hmm. they are so off the wall and they do occasionally like in the um, uh, in the chess episode, they bring back a lot of characters and, and set pieces and things like that. But for the most part, it's like wildly different every episode, every storyline. So it it has to have made it more challenging uh at the end for everybody yeah i'd be really interested to learn more about that whole vibe of animation what happened in the other two stories again what's that (laughs) what happened in the other two stories in Uh, dog park and chill twins or no i remember dog park and chill twins Nightmare. nightmare nightmare was didn't really grab me at all i think i may have been like my mind may have been super drifting at that point. So that might be not my fault. Um, but after like everything that had happened, fixing Dee Dee's nightmares felt pretty low stakes, I guess, but there was nightmare and chill twins didn't have a chance for me. No, like no. I was, I was so into those other three and uh dog park. I, I was just utterly confused by the, <laughs> the, the time travel thing. So, yeah, I mean, no, no real, no real negatives. Just, yeah. you know. Bounced off us a bit. That's yeah. fine. And that's fine. Um, Coming up next, next time we have uh, just, just two more, just two yeah. episodes here. Um, we heard these were the gayest ones, so we got to watch these separately. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Uh, separate out your gay. Uh, just like, just like the eggs, you want to separate your yolks from your whites. We want to separate the uh, explicitly gay from the implicitly gay. Um, and so it's only three storylines. Episode 13. The final one is a full half hour episode. So that'll be interesting. Um, but yes, stick with us and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring this, uh, this pony this chess horse into the stable finish up danger and eggs next time that's what that chess piece is called chess horse 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 you can follow us on twitter at penning pod you can that's it there's no other way you can reach us um you could go to our website 
for the whole Ding Dang Network, wheretheymay.com and get access to our merch store and to our um, uh, Patreon and to all of our shows. Speaking of our merch store, they're probably going to be running a whole bunch of sales uh, on Public and Redbubble. They uh, already are. They already are leading up to the yeah, holidays. Yeah. There's a knocking. There's a knocking that I hear. Who's that? You gotta, you gotta open the door. Oh, hello? Ho, ho, ho. <gasps> it's me. Oh. It's Santa Claus. It is Santa. Hello. I'm St. Nicholas. Hi. Oh. Uh, do, you, do you know what to get your loved ones for uh, for Christmas? Not uh, a clue. Well, you cheapskates, you should get them uh, some fabulous merchandise of where they may radio shows. Oh, look at this. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a Force Friends shirt for you, little one. And oh, what's that? It's a Fan Fiction is Good t-shirt. Wow, wow, wow. And uh, oh, wow, look at this mug for hot cocoa. It it has the beautiful where they may radio art on it. Ho, ho, ho. I, I I love uh you know the the commitment. I love that you you uh summon Santa. Capitalism's a bitch, and you gotta buy the presents this year. I can't give them up for free. The elves are unionizing. <laughs> oh gosh, are you are you pleased with that decision, Santa? Uh, in general, I support unions, but in this specific case, no, those greedy bastards are taking me for everything. Oh, oh gosh. Santa oh. and I have some ideological differences, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Oh, oh you, don't cancel me, I'll put you on the naughty list. Never meet your heroes. They always they always say that. That I've always thought of Santa and Elon Musk in the same union-busting category. Um, anyway, uh, I have to go back to settle this labor dispute, but be sure to uh, buy some great on sale where they may radio merchandise. And uh, I hear that their Patreon is is quite good. Yeah, I guess you could give somebody our Patreon too, and Santa would bring them a link. It, it's a gift to yourself if you support it. Yeah, two dollars a month. What a steal! Said, are you bringing That's what in- I pay those elves, and they Andy, still complain. You're yelling real loud in my ear. I'm sorry. Santa. I'm not Andy, though. I'm Santa. <laughs> Santa, are you hiring scabs? Are you hiring scabs at the workshop, or is, are are you having people cross picket lines? Really interested in this in this fiction. Oh, what's that? I hear my mutant reindeer. I gotta go. Mutant reindeer? Yeah, they fly, Ronnie. Oh, okay. No, uh, I guess, I also guess. Rudolph Rudolph has a has a weird red nose. Yeah. So. yeah. Sorry for yelling in your ear, dear. It's okay. Mm. You got really into that bit. I like Santa Claus. Uh, yeah. Um just like Santa said, head over to wheretheymay.com and check out uh, the merch tab. And I, I think it's a great white elephant gift. You know what I mean? If you're looking for something where it's like, I don't have any idea what this person's into. Uh, get him a obscure mug or t-shirt or like poster for a podcast that they've never heard of until they get their t-shirt or mug or poster. And then they have heard of it and they'll probably Google it and we'll get some traffic. If you want, so. if you want to get presents for us, you could get us merch of our own shows. We would like that. Wow. That's meta. That's real. Well, meta. yeah. I mean, we, you know, if we buy our own stuff, we still have to pay 
uh, no. Red Red Bubble or T Public to make it. So lo- it's not like I just love the idea of us soliciting our fans to purchase our merch to then send <laughs> to us for Christmas. Um uh where they may.com, patreon.com slash uh WTM radio. Uh all good stuff there. Uh treat yourself to some some awesome merch. Yeah. Even if it's not our stuff. Just buy Even if it's you not want. our buy stuff. Your, buy yourself some stuff. Be nice to yourself. Buy yourself some stuff. Support uh queer artists and uh vendors, artisans. Buy, buy yourself a sex toy. Yeah. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A- Annie, what do we say at the end of these episodes? How do we end these episodes? Uh happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Oh, yeah. What's, what's that overhead? It's Santa on the on with the mutant reindeer. Is... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Santa's already cash. Santa's already done. Santa's already done for the holidays. I, I don't want to yell in just my it's Santa fine. voice. It's Santa fine. Devin's ears. It's fine. I, I appreciate you. All right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I mean, you're far away, so it would make sense. To yeah, me. yeah. Well, that's why I was I was kind of like fading out there. I'm sure, a voice sure. actor, Ronnie. A little Doppler effect. Love it. Yeah, I'm a, do- I'm a, I'm a voice actor. You can do a Doppler effect. Yeah. Where they may radio.